Hello and welcome to the MyFed University podcast. My name is Ryan Palomini. I'm your host of the podcast and I'm excited to have a very, very special guest on our show today, uh, Mrs. Adriana Green. And Adriana is a former HR director with over 30 years of federal experience. And I'm very excited to have her on today. And I'm going to have her share with you uh, a little bit more about her resume because I could go on and on for days about it. But she's the one that can really break it down and explain you know, her roles in the federal system. And, and part of the reason why I'm really excited to have her on is to be able to capture some of the insights that she has and to really help you, the federal employee, number one, Avoid some of the common mistakes that people make early on in their career that she's seen for 30 years plus, and how to really maximize your benefits over the long haul. So, uh, Miss Adriana, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and get to know you. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little about yourself, a little about your background, then we'll start diving into some questions. Well, hello. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. It's my pleasure actually to sit and talk with you. Yes, I'm Adriana Green, and I recently retired from the federal government after about 33 years of service. I spent my career really in the HR arena. So 30 of those years was in some form of HR. My passion, my reason why I went to serve the federal sector. So a little bit about me. I started my career Oh, many, many years ago is a personnel clerk. What's a personnel clerk, they say? <laughs> it is what we currently know as an HR clerk. So over the times, we have transitioned from personnel to human resources. And uh, who knows what this new era, it may be HR 3.0. But for now, I've been in many roles throughout my journey. Um, not only did my journey take me from a local field facility in the federal government, but I moved to a regional role and as well as a, a corporate level headquarters role. The experience in the journey was remarkable. It allowed me to meet people who really are on the ground doing the work for the agency, as well as seeing that business, the business sector and headquarters on how government work, how Congress works with our federal agencies. And so I was afforded the privilege of really having a lucrative career. When I say lucrative, I'm a public servant. So I'm not talking about a multi-million dollar career. I'm talking about the wealth and the importance of what I learned during this journey of how government works, how I can bring my skill sets into the government and help it to succeed in its mission and goal. So that's how I want you. I want you to be able to see yourself as that public servant, one who can lend their skills and their abilities in the public sector to serve America's people. So I'm Adriana. I love HR. And let's go, Ryan. What do you want? <laughs> oh, that's an incredible introduction. I got to tell you, uh, Getting to know you over the last year and a half has been an honor for me because to you know I'm listening to what you're saying, but to be around you 
on a regular, consistent basis and watching you in action when you were working. Right? I had the opportunity to meet you uh, about a about a half a year before you retired. So we got to do some good work together at the hospital, at the Richmond VA Hospital. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, having you become a part of the MyFed University family has been incredible because we get a lot of insights from you. And I think what a lot of our listeners will find too, and if anybody's ever attended, you know, any of the MyFed University workshops that we've done, a lot of the content that is is put into those workshop and is built come from people like you because you know how many times have you uh, come to our office and we say listen what do they need what do federal employees need and and the insight that you've been able to give us is is just priceless to be able to again bring to the federal system and to federal employees to really like you say give them the edge for a successful career, right? It doesn't have to be money-wise. Obviously, we all like to have a lot of money, a successful retirement, which is the goal. But while you're working, what does your career look like? What's a successful career look like? And, and for you, you've made that your life's mission. You know, and, and here we are now. You retired at the end of last year. Uh, you now work with MyFed University as one of our national trainers. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's been, again, it's been a great honor to have you on here. So thank you so much for taking the time today to be here, to, to give a little bit of insight. And I know uh, one of the things, Adriana, that we get a lot of questions on because, again, you know, with MyFed University, uh, you know, I'm – I'm a network representative of MyFed University, and so what that means is just like you, I get sent out all over the place to do trainings, to to work with federal employees across the country, uh, to work with our relationships that we have with other federal agencies like NASA, like a lot of the VA hospitals, um, and, and some of the common questions that I get that I want to ask you, because who better to get insight from somebody who's been in the federal system for 30 years, and especially as a high HR role, right? Uh, Adriana, tell us a little bit, this question that I'm getting all the time is, you know, what are, maybe give me, you know, two or three commonalities that you've seen over the course of your career that people make a mistake, maybe early on in their career, or maybe even if they get ready to retire. Uh, what are some of the common mistakes that you have seen? Again, we don't have to get too, too deep in it because I know this could be a, you know, five hour long talk, uh, but, but maybe just a few common mistakes that you've seen. Well, that's a good question. Let's start. Maybe the number one common mistake that I've seen as an HR director where employees would either come to me or in a, a workshop setting would ask the question or fail to ask the question about retirement planning. Yes, when you come into the government, you have a very, um, you have a full, what I call compensation package. One of the things that um, the federal employees, and I, I can admit I'm guilty. I led hundreds of new employee orientations and we skim over. There is so much information. It's information overload, but we skim over your retirement planning. We introduce you to the thrift savings plan, but we don't share with you what that truly means as a current federal employee. Um, Retirement planning, not only retirement planning, your life insurance, um, those are financial implications that we commonly fail to provide employees and employees fail to inquire early in their career. So we fail to really do effective planning in the retirement. And so one of the reasons, Ryan, when I was excited when I was um 
introduced to you was it was a gap. It was a gap for me as an HR director overseeing at that time over 4,000 employees where I know these employees weren't getting that information, that valuable information that was not coming from Washington, D.C. It was not coming directly from our corporate office and not because we didn't want to share it. In HR, we really don't have the time to go deep. And so when we can partner with someone that's going to help you get a clear understanding of what your financial future looks like 30 years, the government still requires for full retirement 30 years of service. And so you have a, a window, an opportunity early in your career to set the path forward for your financial future. So I would say that's common mistake number one, not really establishing that pathway to your financial future. Second pathway, I mean, common mistake would be in the area of career development. Many times if federal employees come in, they get their job, they're excited, they do the job, but they become stagnant. And so you want to really establish a career plan. Where do you see yourselves a year from now, five years from now, 15 years from now? If you really spend that time to find out what your agencies have as far as career development, leadership development programs, but many, many employees fail to reach out and establish that plan to career enhancement and development. You come in as an entry level um, federal employee, you leave out as an executive as I did, but the planning, there's many gaps that employees um, tend not to take advantage of. Um, so common mistake number three, I would probably say the opportunity to network. Many times in our federal sector, um, employees may have to go cross agencies, not only for career development, just to broaden their knowledge base. Our agency, I work, when I work with the Veterans Affairs, we work with many other agencies to get our mission accomplished. And so when we had to work with the Department of Defense or the various other agencies, it was important to establish network. It was employed in my role or any of my um, team members role to establish networks outside of your agencies so that you can broaden your understanding of what your mission is and how it intertwines with others' mission and establish strategic plans to do so. So the three common mistakes I believe that will enhance if you listen and turn those mistakes into opportunity is retirement planning, career development, and networking. Uh, they're excellent. That's excellent. Um, so let, as you just recap that, what I want to do is I want to find out maybe why do you think it is that when somebody gets started and you talked about, you know, retirement planning, why do you think that people push that off? You think it's because it's 30 years from now, right? And we kind of just focus so much on today. What, what have you seen why people really, they don't take it maybe as serious as they should when they first start? Like you said, I know uh, based on our conversations too, you said it's just so overwhelming the amount of information people get. Is it that they just kind of push it aside and then life happens, they never get to it? Is it the fear of the unknown? What are some of the things that you've seen as far as why somebody would push that off? 
I think the, the most common reason would be that they feel like, oh, I am here for 30 years. Yeah. I got time to get started. And as you get into the workforce, your work consumes you, your lifestyle consumes you, and you look back, and so many people have said to me is, I wish I knew this 20 years ago. I wish I'd started um, planning earlier. So that's probably the, the most common reason is that you come in, you're given the information, but you put it aside for a later date, and that later date doesn't come in until maybe five years before retirement. <laughs> it happens in a flash, doesn't it? I mean, so we talk to, you know, we train hundreds of thousands of people every single year, and, and everybody's, like you said, says the same thing, man. It's, you know, where did the last 20 years go? I wish I had done this 20 years ago. And so it, it is, it's so common to hear. And I think that, uh, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but do you think that it's also kind of the fear of the unknown, meaning, um, you know, I'm not a financial person, money and I, you know, I don't speak the language of money and it's overwhelming. Do you think that that plays a role in it as well? It plays a big role. And the majority of people are really um, financially fearful. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to numbers and it comes to the complexity of the various, let's say TSP, the Thrift Savings Plan, TSP, yeah. it has various buckets that you can put your money into. But just that information alone can be overwhelming. And so to your average, let me see, to your average employee, they, um, they may be technically sound, but when it comes to financial, if you ask them, do you have a financial planner? Have you ever thought about a financial planner? The answer is no, um, but it's the same answer you will get and says, do you do a monthly budget? You know, it's like you have good intentions, but yeah. the reality is if you're not um, financially wired, if you're not wired to to um, think of money and finance and, and that, then it really is fearful and it's yeah. complex to add on that. And so you again, you just avoid it. Yeah, yeah, we, we've seen it a lot. You know, it, it's kind of one of those mistakes. And, you know, really, MyFed University was built, as you know, uh, like our mission is simply to take the complexity out of what a lot of people feel is a complex situation, right? Meaning all their benefits, the money side of it, um, you know, and, and, and even the TSP side of it is really take the complexity out of it and bring it to a simplified way for people to understand that they can say, okay, I know how to now make a decision. And I think that's the most important thing because like you said, the TSP has so many different options to it. How do you know what fund to be in, right? We, I know you and I were joking, we call it the water cooler advice, or you hear it all the time is, you know, how did you end up coming up with that strategy? Oh, my coworker, you know, they told me to be in this fund. But the reality is, is your coworkers financial situation is probably totally different from yours, right? Their risk tolerance is probably totally different from yours. So, you know, making those kind of decisions is what you and I are on a mission to do to educate people to say, look, this is what this is. This is what they mean. This is how you make that decision that's best for you and your family. That's so true, Ryan. The first time that I sat in, in one of your seminars at our facility, I sat there as a student, as a life learner, I sat in as a student, but I walked away with such clarity, such simplicity in, in such a complex topic. Not only me, I had so many coworkers come up to me and says, oh my goodness, I understand this information. And so it opened up not only 
um, engagement. So now they want to take part, they want to participate, they want to learn more. It also allowed to just, you know, it just took away the fear of it's not as, you know, complex, I can do this. But it was you and you really turned a light and a light bulb on that room filled full of individuals who says, I understand it. When can you bring him back? And so I knew it was something where these employees have been asking for a long time for this type of information and be able to provide it to the federal community. I think it's really um, something that we really need to cast across the U.S. Sure, sure. And that's our mission. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, you also had mentioned the career advancement side. And uh, I'm excited because I know you and I are working on building an entire online academy specifically around this topic. And, and watching you film these videos and seeing how passionate you are is so exciting. But um, maybe walk us through that a little bit because, you know, when somebody, you had mentioned, what are your goals, right? What is it you're trying to accomplish? You know, you come in at one level, but do you actually have a goal, a timeline strategy to advance your career or are you just going to kind of go through the motions of your working career and at the end of it go on a woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? So maybe you can give us a little more insight as to, you know, what's kind of the thought process? How did you think about that differently, right? Because let's go, let's use your example. You went from starting off to, to one of the highest positions in HR, you know, not just in Richmond, which a lot of people know, but also in D.C. You spent a lot of your career out that way. What was your mindset like from the early on in your career? Maybe this can help some people who are kind of stuck. Maybe they're like, I just don't know if I'm if I'm fit for the next level, right? I don't know if I'm good enough for the next level. We all have those, you know, those self-doubts. And maybe you can share a little about your mindset. Okay. My mindset really when I got into federal sector, um, like many people, unclear on what the future would look like. But I was very clear on the mission of, of our organization. I had the pleasure of working and serving with the um, Armed Forces veterans and the Veterans Affairs. So when I embraced the mission, it really became a part of my why. And I always ask people, what's your why? Why are you in this position? Why are you at this agency? Because it has to be more than a job. It has to be something that you're passionate about, you're skillful in. And for me, connecting passion with purpose is the key to success. And so me personally, it's like, what am I passionate about? I've always been passionate about helping people succeed. Always been passionate in seeing people's potential come to full fruition. And so for me, what career, what does that look like? Um, it, it was not going to be an accountant because although I have a master's degree, I would not be passionate about applying your numbers <laughs> and your budget. But when it comes to seeing people come into an agency and what they can contribute, I saw I was passionate about that. And so I, I did not start in federal government in HR. My very humble beginning was with the Department of Energy in Washington, D.C., is a clerk typist, administrative track. Um, an administrative track, I've always been, you know, proficient in administration or organization. 
but I wasn't passionate. I felt that there was so much more. And at that time, there wasn't mentors. There weren't mentoring programs in place. And so you have to look within. What is my passion? What am I passionate about? And then if I want to make the federal sector my career choice industry, where do I want to take my passion? And so I was introduced um, just in a meeting to the Veterans of Fears and in in working with veterans. I'd never considered that. I always saw myself finishing college, going to New York City, working in one of those big businesses in administration. However, the career path, when I met um, the leader at the Veterans of Fears, and I saw the passion, and I walked into a VA hospital, I was convinced that I wanted my passion in HR to be a part of making sure these veterans are getting their best care. I want to be that HR person to help get them that care. And so how do you do that? I took the time to really educate myself. I advanced my education. I took advantage of the the programs that the agency had, leadership programs, customer service, soft skills, technical skills. And I navigated a path. How do I get from being a clerk to being the leader that I knew I was? And so I took courses, took courses, applied for the leadership development. Those are some of the things. So I was self-motivated and I was determined that I not only want to work in HR, I want to be the best HR servant leader that I can. And so I personally took my education to a higher level. I networked to find out where the jobs were in those leadership track, had conversations on how did you get your job? Those are some of the ways that Adriana navigated from a GS4 to a GS15 throughout her career. So if I can do it, you can do it too. (laughs) That's incredible. So, you know, knowing your why, is such an important variable in here. You know, why are you here? Are you here just to collect a paycheck, right? And let's be real. If that's the case, fine. But you're going to go through the motions of your career. Whereas with you, you said, you know what? I don't want to just be here for 30 years and get through it. I want to be the best that I can be. I want to find out through networking what other jobs are available. I want to self-educate because no one's going to do it for you. Let's be real. No one's ever going to do this for you. It's up to you to take the bull by the horns, which is what you did, and go out there and really make something of yourself. Yourself. And, I, and I'll tell you this, look, you and I have known each other for about a year and a half now, and I have the privilege of talking to a lot of other HR directors, you know, within the local areas and across the country. And whenever I mention your name, they go, oh, I know Adriana. She was the best when she was working. I mean, you know, your your credibility has really shined amongst the industry uh, because of the passion that you brought to it. And even now, half a year retired, almost, actually almost going on a year, right, since you've retired, you know, people still know who you are, they remember you, and they remember the impact that you made on them. I think that's the most important thing, right? If you're going to do a job, make sure it's impactful. And you went out there to make an impact in the HR world, and you did that. You you blazed the fire on there, and people still remember you and, and still appreciate you. So uh, that's an incredible thing. And I think that, you know, everybody should strive because I think that if everybody strived to – accomplish, you know, what you set out to accomplish and you know, in their own path, in their own career path, 
I think people will lead a much happier life and much happier career too versus just showing up to it's Monday morning. Right, it's another Monday here at the hospital. It's another Monday here at NASA or wherever they are, uh, and really start living out their passion. And I think that that's going to come with exactly what you said: is just know your reason, know your reason why. Why are you here? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And what's the path to get there? And don't stop at anything until you do. Well said, Ryan. Well said. Well, thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode. We uh, obviously want to make sure we're bringing as much value to you as humanly possible. And thank you, Adriana, for for really being on here and and pouring into our listeners today. And listen, if you have yet to uh, visit the MyFedUniversity.com website, make sure you do that and subscribe. There are over a year and a half worth of content on there that you can listen to, whether it's webinars, recordings uh, from people at the very, very top like Adriana just pouring out to you. Uh, really make it a priority to get your resources from MyFed University. Also, if you have not yet, make sure you go to the MyFed University YouTube page and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of these shows. Adriana, thanks again so much for being on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Ryan, the pleasure actually is mine. And I look forward to continuing these conversations and having the opportunity to share with my federal employees the gems and nuggets of making your career the best career, and more importantly, pursuing your passion. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for watching.